Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambrey, Van Lathan, Julie Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take, you got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringo Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with everything we're consuming, do revenge, and we're also checking in with Marilyn Monroe's ghost. It's been a minute. We have to hear what <laughs> yes, she has to say. It's true. It's true. <laughs> okay. So at the top, we are checking in with what we've been reading, watching, listening, etc. Go ahead, Amelia. Yes. Okay. All of us guested on several podcasts. So that's very exciting. I would like to plug a couple of things. Uh, one is on this Ringer Dish feed. We I know a lot of people who listen to Ringer Dish are huge fans of the podcast Who Weekly with uh, Bobby Finger and Lindsay Weber. I myself am a big fan. So it was really fun to have Bobby on last week. We talked about The View. Amazing. Great. <laughs> Um, great minds coming together. Crossover to, uh, of the century. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. Stuff. Yeah. Bobby was awesome. Um, and we talked about his book. It was really fun. Um, and then also recently, I think probably an episode just before this episode comes out, um, uh, I talked to Maitland Ward. If you are a fan of Boy Meets World and you watch the, the later seasons, she's like the really sexy redhead Rachel on the show. She's hmm. she's really fun. She uh, was the roommate of the older boys and she was uh, she gave it to them, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so she was on and we talked about her memoir, 
rated X and she is awesome. And she just talked about, she talked about some of her boy meets world people like Topanga. We got to talk about Danielle Fischel, which was exciting. Um, Yeah. And we talked about her transition from mainstream Disney to porn. She does that now, which is cool. And yeah, she was really awesome. It's called range and she does it wonderfully. So amazing. Yeah, multi-talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Amelia has been an absolute content machine. She uh, has been working overtime, you guys. This in the is lab. just Ringer Dish. Like she just fin- wrapped up uh, the Challenge Pod with Tyson. Yeah, this was weekly. What else? You, you guys are both on Everything Is Cake. We're now. doing our Bake Off Pod on Saturday. So if you guys are watching oh my Great British Bake Off, that's I mean, bad. I love been it in the already. lab every day. Training out content five, for you guys. She recorded five podcasts last week. That's like Chris Ryan numbers. That's crazy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> crazy. Uh, and then perhaps most importantly of all, on this podcast for several years, our listeners know, real ones know, uh, Liz Kelly has some thoughts on space and Hell space yeah, travel. yeah, she does. And so really just like as a gift to the Tea Time audience, Liz made the rare uh, podcast, alternate <laughs> podcast appearance, perhaps her last ever, who can say? <laughs> and she went on the hottest take. And did five minutes on why we got to pull back on space travel. And so good. It was was really great. It was efficient. It was accurate. And I don't know. I just think tea time listeners need to listen to it because we've been teasing that take for how long? I love that (laughs) Amelia has done like 75 podcasts in a week. And I appear on the one. But you know what? It's content. Scarcity. scarcity. Exactly. (laughs) It's what we need. It's what we deserve. It's what we need. I'm so excited. You guys also like you were literally we had to talk about it because you literally have been like had wanted to talk about this on tea time. And then we're like forced to hold back for the hottest take. And then that take died in the darkness (laughs) because of quarantine, because we recorded on our last day before we got sent home. So then you retaped it. And now finally, two and a half years later, it's in the world. We're over. I beat it. Anyway. Okay. So listen to all of that. Um, Everyone's very busy. Little self-promo for the tea time squad. We never do it. We might as well. Might as well. Um, Yeah, you're right. Okay. So what I have been watching Okay, you guys, last night, 9 p.m. on the dot, tuned into Hulu to watch the bombshell season two premiere of The Kardashians. (laughs) And it delivered. I'm going to basically talk to Amelia here, but Kate, please chime in if you want to. (laughs) Amelia, they focused the entire, the whole thing was about the baby. Chloe's baby. can't. I cannot wait to watch. Can can I spoil some things for you or no? Please, no, please, yes. The details that emerge from this episode about Tristan and this whole situation are actually so damning. So what we find out, season one finale, Kim gets the call. She reads the article. It comes out that Tristan has cheated. What we don't see was in that very same scene when she's in the gym and Chloe goes, I need to talk to you. And then it cuts to Kim going like, oh my God. What Chloe is saying on the phone to Kim is like, we have an embryo, like we are pre- like we are going to have a baby, Mm-mm. which we as the public didn't know back then. But in the months since that episode aired, it has come out. The baby's been born, et cetera. So now the show is filling in a lot of the dots that like they edited out because wow. of privacy reasons at the time. So we find that <laughs> out. Privacy reasons. Okay. Then also what we find out is that Tristan was very encouraging of them having a second baby and like, very not not like stir, but just like really wanted this to happen and was kind of mm. pressuring mm-hmm. her for like a certain date like by a certain time mm-hmm. they should get pregnant and like 
do it again. And it's because he knew. Oh my God. It's because he knew he was having a second baby. So all of this like time crunch that he was on was his own personal time crunch because he knew he had another baby on the way. Which is what we find out in that episode. That's so sick. That's like which is terrible. Sick. They did That's the embryo transfer sick. literally days before Chloe found out about her having an, him having <sighs> a baby with someone else, which is just so sad. And see, then it reminds us. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, all I'm just gonna say is like, see now that that kind of absolves Chloe from yes stupidity. Yes. You know, just in general, because if she didn't know that, then now I feel bad for ever being like, you're an idiot. Oh, so. Yeah. And that's what's talked about in the episode. It's like, everyone thinks I'm so stupid, but like, Ugh. he was like encouraging this. He's been <sighs> trying so hard and pushing so hard. And then several days before they went forward and did it. And then she found out, which is so sad. And then we're reminded of the fact that 48 hours before True was born, where Chloe was pregnant, she found out that Tristan was cheating on her. And it was just the like deja vu that she was having in this episode was so, mm. so sad. But anyway, mm-hmm. the baby's born in the premiere. The rest of the season <sighs> seems like kind of a snooze, but this was definitely the one to watch if you're going to watch one of them. I, God, and I know as a fact that they manipulate these shows, so I can yes. also see them manipulating it to make <sighs> Chloe look better. But I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, they'd have to be pretty sick to manipulate this. I there's mean, only there's so like, much you can do exactly. with like, without like the raw material of like for right. being screwed. Right, right. right. Yeah. And Yikes. yeah, who knows what they're editing, Yikes. even that more facts around the situation, their real feeling, you know, it's still very buttoned up, but regardless, mm-hmm. I thought it was based on the preview, it was going to be much more interesting than anything else. Any other storylines that they have coming out? So mm-hmm. if you want to watch it, tune in. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Kate, wow. what do you have? Significant pivot here. Uh, <laughs> but if we're talking about what we're watching, Guys, I'm still really trying to watch these like nerdy shows, the Ringerverse stuff. Uh, oh, wow. I've been watching Lord of the Rings show, been watching House mm. of the Dragon. Wow. And they're both boring. And like, I really, and I really am trying sure. to like them. And yeah. I don't mind a slow start. It's okay. But like, mm-hmm. we're getting into like episode five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. Like, we got it. We Things have to start happening. Here are my right. major complaints. First of all, Lord of the Rings, it's fine. Honestly, I'm enjoying, I think, Lord of the Rings more than House of the Dragon. Oh, wow. Because, like, at least it gives you people to root for and, like, pretty outfits and, like, fun names. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas House of the Dragon, like, everyone's just, like, a piece of shit. And, like, I, yeah. I just... And there are no dragons. I'm like, how? Why are there... Oh, really? Why, is this just a soap opera and a Very castle? Minimal. And yeah. everyone's wearing brown, you know? <laughs> I'm like, why? Can we learn no. that, that dragon's name? Is this not a dragon yeah. show? Yeah. Um, that is weird. So my interest is slipping a little bit, I have to say. I need them to hook me back in somehow Mm -hmm. people need to start making out with people who aren't related to them on either of Mm. these shows uh really that's just an issue with uh, game of thrones but (laughs) sure yeah you know yeah tough also i am gonna try andor which is like the new star wars show because i love diego luna and i love his little beard and i think he's really fun and cute wow Uh, and i've heard it's really good but again i'm like you get a couple episodes and if i'm bored then like i need i need something else kate are you gonna be more interested do you think when they switch the cast some of the you know, adult I think so, members actually. Of the, yeah. And I think that things mm. will start happening more because like yeah. it's been a lot of like laying the groundwork. Yeah. I'm like, mm. I need some I need some dragon fights. You know, yeah. let's just sure. a sprinkle. We'll sprinkle. Who doesn't? Like, set somebody on fire. I don't know. That's funny. Um, my interest is slipping, like I said, and I'm falling okay. back. Longtime listeners will remember that I often complain about how I struggle to finish TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, which I worry will happen with at least one, if not both of these shows. So I really need, this is like a plea to listeners, maybe people on this podcast. I need like a short 
low commitment, entertaining show just to like break my streak, you know, okay. of not finishing sure. shows. What about, I know we've talked about briefly, but the Ewan McGregor, um, Obi-Wan oh, Kenobi Obi-Wan? series. You know, yeah. I actually should watch. If I, I like Andor and I'm in like the Star Wars mindset. I'm surprised you haven't. I should go back. I know Listen, I really like him in his beard. I'm not a huge... Great beards in the Star Wars can. <laughs> exactly. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan by any means, but I in, I watched it. It was really short. It was actually shorter than I thought it was going to be, and I really mm. enjoyed it. So. Okay, yeah. That's good. Also, Kaya just you know? piped in with a recommendation in the chat, Bad Sisters, which Juliet and Chris also have told me to watch, which oh. is the Sharon Horgan Someone Sharon else Horgan said that show. too. And I love Wait, Sharon Horgan. Kate, you should watch... watch and I already texted you this. Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO mm. is really good. I watched an entire season in one night, and I... Did that thing that I never do, wow. which is I Googled when does season two come out? Like, oh my God. Oh, it's wow. just very digestible. It's not like the most enthralling. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cheesy at times, but it's just like mm. so easy to watch. I started this mm-hmm. and I think I just like randomly got distracted and stopped. It was a little mm-hmm. like triggered my secondhand embarrassment a little bit. As yeah, you know, it's a little hokey. With. Yeah. Um, you know who I really like on that show is the blonde girl who's like was in Legally Blonde the musical. Renee Rapp. Oh, yeah, I yes. her she's now. great. I wanted her to be, uh, I like had a thing where I wanted her to be Glinda in the mm. Wicked movie, which we're going to talk about casting for that in a minute. But mm-hmm. she's like big on TikTok. Yes, she is. a lot of like singing. She's so cool. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. she's really cool. I'm waiting for her to like be famous. But you're right. I should go back to that. I should watch Bad Sisters. I should That's watch Obi-Wan. Guys, great suggestions. Great work here. <laughs> Amelia, Amelia, what are you watching? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, sorry. This is really embarrassing. I, you know... What can I say other than I love me some Paramount Plus? I'm I know we I'm know. the only person. Girl, we know. <laughs> I know it's embarrassing, but actually it's, it's not great. because let me just say if you go on to Paramount Plus, you will find a wealth of content, okay? And one of those uh being Ink Master. Yes, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before yeah. and I'm going to mention it again. Maybe, I don't know. I just You're I love consistent. that show. And I love it. Thank yeah. you. Um, well, they've rebooted the series because it went away for a little bit, uh, I think, because of the pandemic. And one of the judges had a whole blackface controversy, which was definitely not Tough. good. So, But they got rid of him. So he's no mm. longer on the show. They got Great. a whole new swath of judges. And, uh, you know, I love Dave Navarro. He is <laughs> he was a steadying presence on all. I think there were like 13 seasons. Oh, Ink Master. Have you seen all 13? Yes, I have. Oh, and, um, my gosh. Unbelievable stuff. I love oh, this side of you so much. Thank you. Listen, <laughs> it was a dark time during the early days of the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I found Ink Master. I found a warm embrace that is yes, Ink Master. Sir. And I don't have any tattoos, nor do I plan on getting any tattoos because I am a very wishy-washy person and would probably mm. hate a tattoo within six months of getting it. And uh, also, I don't, I'm not really into pain. But anyway, sure. this, this show- are all swings and misses <laughs> on the tattoo front. Exactly. But let me just say, watching people get tattoos and, and the artistry going on here is really, it's a fun show. They're all like- these crazy tattooer people who are really mean to each other. And mm. yeah, we've got Dave Navarro, who was just an icon, truly an iconic host. His hosting ability, I'm he should replace Jesse Palmer on The Bachelor. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and he also, this, I mean, I won't get into the memes, but there are a lot of memes with Dave Navarro okay. hosting. Love get a meme. It on it. 
Yeah. I love to participate via memeing. <laughs> I'll send you them. Great. And um, but anyway, so they have a new season out right now that they're showing, and we've got the first female judge. We have freaking Joel Madden, Nicole Richie's husband oh. slash uh, lead singer of Good Charlotte. He's the new host. Thankfully, Dave is still on the show. He's thank now God. the master of yeah. Thank God. He's now uh, quote the master of chaos. That is his. Uh, Oh, wow. New title. Wow. He, Good for, he is that like on his in. LinkedIn? That's amazing. <laughs> it should be. And he just comes in to fuck shit up. It's really great. So <laughs> I'm just saying, if you have Paramount Plus and you're looking for something to stream... Give Ink Master a try, okay? Amazing. It's a good show. It's a good show. The best personal endorsement. Like, no client could buy that personal endorsement. That came <laughs> exactly. straight from the heart. Exactly. <laughs> uh, last one. Uh, last oh. one. Just a couple of music streaming wrecks to kind of finish out. Yes. You know, whatever you want to watch or listen to. Well, uh, go ahead. And also, because, listen, I got a, a notification from Spotify the other day being like, this is the first song you listened to this year. And I, I, I oh, yeah. caught it and it's <laughs> kind of like... It's counting down the it's days. Time. It's, it's time. It's time. Yeah, it's September twenty second. Wrapped stops wrapping on oh October thirty first. So it's time get to it get strategic. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for telling me. I gotta fix some things. <laughs> you gotta just like turn your phone and like put it on a song that you want yeah. to be like your number one, and then just yeah. like mute it, and just leave, leave it, it. Yeah. and walk away. Yeah. This yeah. is the best PSA. Okay, incredibly important PSA. But if you want to try some new artists, if you're like, oh, I got to get, you know, yeah. I don't know, Florida Georgia line out of my number one spot. Here are some <laughs> options you for you. Uh, these are all from last week's New Music Friday. Three big albums in the pop music world. Great. Yes. Um, there's a new Blackpink album, a new Fletcher album, and a new Rina Sawayama album. And nice. they're all really fun. I recommend listening to them all. However, I have a complaint that they all have in common, which is that okay. everyone wants you to know that they're in therapy. And everyone wants you to know that they're like a feminist. And there are so many songs, particularly Rena is like the most like therapizing example of this, where it's like not every song needs to be about like believing in yourself and like, sure. you know, overcoming your child, like in finding your inner child. Like, you can just yeah. go back to, I don't know, just like being like a little t- more toxic and fun. Um, <laughs> Fletcher, same way, just like a lot of like, I got to tell me that I love me. I'm like, you actually, you don't actually. Um, right. And I don't need to hear you tell yourself that. And right. then Blackpink, a couple songs where it's like, you know, I don't like, I'm that girl. Like I'm not in the kitchen. Oh, I'm paying shit. for it, which is like fun, but also is like, okay, this is like very like, you know, 2019, like, uh, yeah. nasty women t-shirt on Etsy. Oh, you know, we don't need it. We don't need yeah, it. We've evolved past this. So right. I just need the pop girlies like continue going to therapy. But, like I don't need to hear about <laughs> sure. it. And, you know, it's very like performative feminism that I could. Mm. It's like being toxic is fine. It's fun sometimes. Yeah. So in your you song here first from Kate Hallowell. Feminism is canceled, actually. <laughs> that's, uh, on record. that's my take. <laughs> Again, uh, that was Kate. But yeah, <laughs> not yeah. Liz Kelly, who does not endorse <laughs> this take. Um, but yeah, great note by Amelia. Guys, pay attention to your yes. Spotify wrapped. It's time. It's scary, everyone. That was it's such scary. a good way to end That's right. Okay. Um, next category will be shorter. Not worth the tea this week in social media and a lot of relationship news. Kate, you're first. Big relationship <laughs> news of the week. And honestly, I'm going to skim over the relationship part because the meme part is so much better. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Adam Levine cheated on Bahati Prince Lou, or at least people think that he did. Started when someone on TikTok came forward and said that he sent her all these like texts that they had an affair. He was like, I never 
had an affair with her. I was just messaging her. All these other women have come out being like, he also sent me these messages. They go, they're calling them texts everywhere, but they're like via Instagram DMs. Yeah. Like, I don't know if right. they're really texts. They're mm-hmm. DMs. They're DMs, uh, yeah. From his verified account, which is so stupid. Um, <laughs> as a married man. But really, like, this was like, okay, like famous musician, cheats on wife, like what's new, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. However, people have really had a good time with some of these sexts or texts or DMs, whatever you want to call them. Commentary. I would like, I will read a few and then I want to debate because there are a lot of headlines about like, these are, this man is terrible at sexting. And like, he, I don't think he's nearly as bad as some of the famous yeah. men whose sexual texts we have seen, like Jeff Bezos or oh uh, like anyone. There are so <laughs> many, there are so many more awkward, yeah. more right. awkward ones. Whereas Adolf is just like very basic. A lot of emoji <laughs> usage, which I found very entertaining. <laughs> He, you know, he was like, the one that's going everywhere is like, holy fucking fuck. The body of yours is absurd, (laughs) which people have turned into a meme about like wine or, oh, (laughs) Oh my editor opening up my my piece and the body, you know, Uh, he has another one where it's like, I may need to see the booty. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. There's another one that's like, fuck, I'd do anything for it. Spiral face emoji. Uh, He loves an emoji. And also there was an important, actually, I forgot the real issue. The first woman who shared his text, he asked her if he could name his baby after her. Sumner. Sumner. uh, Stro is her name. She claims that they had a year long affair. And the message that he sends her is like, would it be weird? Would it be okay if I named my baby, Bihati Prinsloo's baby after oh this God. woman that he allegedly had an affair with. And then he has a little shruggy face emoji. And I'm like, I don't what it, the emojis are out of control. So I found the emojis the funniest part, frankly. But sure. there are so many headlines. They're like, Adam Levine is so bad at sexting. Adam Levine is sending these insane messages. And like some of them are very bad for sure. Like very cringe, sure. but also like not nearly as bad as what we've seen. Exactly. What we yeah. often see, right? No. Yeah. Also, they seem just like standard, like you're hot. Like, Pretty yeah. basic. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't understand. Like, like, it's are not we really Army Hammer. DMs it's not Army Hammer right. shit. Right. This is not. Well, that yeah. is so true. That is you know, so true. It's not a video of Ben Affleck that he sent on Raya where he was like, it's me. Hey. It's true. It's it's just like kind of like basic horny shit from Adam Mm -hmm. Levine with some added emojis. Exactly. Wait, can I read my favorite? Please. Um, Okay, so there's by at Beverly Fam. My laptop when I try to run more than one Adobe app at a time and it's him going, it is truly unreal how fucking hot you are. Like it blows my... (laughs) I love the laptop one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. That'd be even really good. Uh, and oh, people God. have really run with that. So oh, I think their discourse has been extended because of the meme yes. life. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, people yes. obviously would still be talking about it. Obviously, well, it's big news. He's a married guy. He's famous. He's on right. a family show. He's on The Voice, whatever. But yeah, the meme, the texts have, have evolved into a longer shelf life. And I appreciate the text more than the discourse going on Same. because I don't know yes. if you saw now. It's like, I think Sarah, one of the Foster sisters, I think it was Sarah Foster was saying like, you know, it takes two to tango. And then we had Emily right. Ratajkowski being like, I saw she has it. She is not to blame. She was a young girl. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't, well, I don't is, care I don't, about any of that. Well, have you guys Literally, actually, yeah. <laughs> not to extend this conversation. Have you seen the people on TikTok taking this with what she's saying, which is that she was new to LA? And that's- yes. 
And everyone was right. like, girl, what does that like, mean? Uh, right. Like, obviously, everyone knew that Adam Levine was married. Like, these women yeah. made a choice. Sure. Right, exactly. Anyway. Like, yeah. I don't, again, like, yeah, like, that does not interest me particularly. It's more the, the, yes. memes. the memes. The memes. Yeah. Always focus on the memes. Because <laughs> the rest is uh, just trash. The rest is, yeah. is <laughs> annoying, but memes are forever. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, so. Yes. Yeah. The next relationship news. This is kind of, we thought they were, I think they're not. Maybe Kanye West is maybe, maybe not dating Candace Swanepoel, who's the Victoria's mm. Secret model. Very famous, beautiful model. And there were reports swirling around like fashion, New York Fashion Week, um, that they were spotted together. They left a Yeezy Gap like after party wow. together, maybe. Now everyone's kind of saying that she is a muse of his, that they're not dating. Okay. Some are saying it's a PR stunt. Mm-hmm. I kind of more believe those kind of th- like, I don't really know. I don't really, I miss Julia Fox a lot. <laughs> um, and so if we're going to talk about his dating life, which I don't want to do, I'd rather have it be talking about Julia Fox, but um, yeah, whatever. This is maybe happening. Probably not. And um, yeah. Julia Fox. At least just, she like matched his chaos, you know? Yes. Totally. Swan, it's just like, Candace Swan it was like fun like, to talk about. There's like nothing yeah, here. Kind of. There's nothing you know? here. She's more Leo yeah. core. Uh, yes. Than Kanye totally. Core, but totally. who knows? Who knows? Call. All right. Next one. All right. I know I'm the only person who cares about this, but I think we have some listeners who care. So I have to say it. Uh, been keeping an eye on this Wicked movie mm. starring Ariana Grande uh, and right. Cynthia Erivo yeah. and had a lot of questions about who was going to be the male lead, Fierro. Mm. I was running a, a on the ground campaign for Dev Patel, <laughs> which has not taken off. Uh, you tried, however, though. You tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Let it be known. Um, but there are rumors that the role may go to Jonathan Bailey from Bridgerton, which wow. is very exciting for Bridgerton heads like myself. Also, very smart because I have to imagine the Venn diagram of people who care about the Wicked movie and people who watch Bridgerton is just mm-hmm. the exact same amount of people. That's just a circle. Yep. Um, so this is exciting. I think he's great. I think he's going to blow up. And uh, I'm really into this. So seeing across the board, very positive reactions uh, to this. So hopefully that gets that is great. confirmed. And I'm excited for this movie. That is interesting because you know how Reggae John Page really yeah. blew up after. And this guy didn't get the same treatment. So right. hopefully it's he'll get- been more steady with this one with Jonathan Bailey. I think people he just kind of like waited and bided his time. And now it's sure. like getting a lot of roles and a lot yep. of. You know? That's a great point because yeah. he's been getting better roles than Reggae Jean Page. He has like. Reggae Jean Page is not doing much, mm. like no, has he not gone in... as many places as people thought he would go. They really thought he was going so, somewhere, and yeah, he just, just got to wait and see sometimes. Yeah, yep. there you go. Um, lastly, Amelia, <laughs> it's t- that time again where we force you to talk about The Bachelor. No, thank on this you. Podcast. <laughs> I want to because let me tell you, it, it The Bachelor is like a prison. <laughs> that I'm forever in. And I mean, I don't mean to like make a, a rude analogy or anything, but it really, I, oh <laughs> my true. God. But it's true. But you're okay. trapped. I left you I'm in trapped. there and I feel really bad. It's How is okay. it I'm, on the other I'm side? Gla- it's horrible, but I'm, okay. I'm, I'm happy for you that you've gotten out yeah. truly because it has been so painful to watch the show. It just has really gone down. They fired the wrong EPs like the production is not good. We don't know oh. what's going on. Yeah. And now the new bachelor is a guy named Zach Shawcross, whose only redeeming quality is that he is the nephew of Kronk. <laughs> the guy who played Kronk in that person. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. 
Does he right. sound like Kronk? He he does have like a deeper voice. Okay. All right. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a redeeming so, quality. It is. Yeah. So um, <laughs> there's that, I guess. I don't. Okay. Well, he grasping was at straws. Exactly. <laughs> oh, trust me. I am. And Are you talking about this man, Patrick Warburton? Yes. yes. An actor. An okay. icon of cinema. Get okay. Got it, got it. Icon of continue, cinema. Continue, he continue, he also played Putty. If you're familiar with uh, Seinfeld, really great sure. role. And, you know, Zach, who is the new Bachelor, they br- they trotted him out on stage. And um, I love the the host of the show. Jesse Palmer is psychotic. And he was like he introduced Zach to like five women who were going to be on his season. Mm. And and then at the end, he was like, OK, Zach, can you name all five of them? And he could not. Name, I don't think he could name a single one of them. He like oh. got the names. Wrong. It was really bad. It was oh honestly, God, that's so really bad. hard. It, I it is hard able to do that. That's like a stressful situation. And you just kind of like black out. And yes, that's and really difficult. it was like that was wrong of Jesse Palmer to do that. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like thank you for yeah. your service. But yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not good. The finale was not good. The guy who one of them ended up with ended up like, quote unquote, cheating. He just like kissed a girl, which is not great, but. Like, do we have to publicly humiliate him? I don't know. And um, then the other guy who won had a history of doing blackface and um, didn't apologize for the racism aspect. Yeah. And so that wasn't great either. And it's just like, this is not a show I can watch anymore. Like, it's just lesser of two evils at this point. Truly. It's just like, do better, like, we need you to hire a whole new casting mm. person. It's just yeah. like, it, I, I can't watch the show anymore. It's, it's no just, Ink Master. I mean, what is no it? Right? <laughs> That's so true. It is no Ink. Hey, they can't Ink Master, be. they fired the guy who did blackface. Okay. So there that is a step That's in a the right direction. to aspire to. <laughs> exactly. I would hope that reality shows would do that at the very least. Yes, but here's the, the Bachelor. It is on the floor. The Bachelor over here is proving us wrong. And it's just it's just pathetic and embarrassing. And we shouldn't have to beg them to be held to a better standard. Yeah. But here we are. You so know? how much so. time do you have before you have to dive back in? So when, what what is your off season looking like? Well, Liz, um, that's a great question. That's a scary <laughs> question for me um, because my mental health because of the show is really hanging. That's not funny. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, no, it is funny. It's fine. It's really funny um, uh, because I, I, tr- I have to laugh or else like I will kill myself. I mean, it's like slightly hysterical. Right. So they're back on the beach. Thankfully, it's the best show of the franchise. It is Bachelor in Paradise, which oh, good. God, if there's any show that could save this franchise, it is Bachelor yeah. in Paradise. It's mm. it also, I mean, trash people on this show too, but it's more fun. It, you know, you're following several storylines instead of one yeah. that just ends horrifically. So yeah. I think it comes back maybe next week or a week. Oh, I just Googled God, it. Amelia. Paradise, I think, is next week. Okay, thank you. Oh, yeah. Amelia. I'm so sorry, no. but I do hope no, this okay. season it's, is be- the whatever paradise is better God's it is speed. better yeah god's thank speed, you. amelia thank you hang well, in there you know. <laughs> praying for you this episode is brought to you by ebay authenticity guarantee you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem 
Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, let's do cringe mode. Um, This week, we're doing Do Revenge on Netflix. Feels like people are talking about it. We watched a trailer a while back. It seemed interesting. Kate, you want to go through the plot? Guys, fun movie. This yeah. was new to Netflix. It was, you know, people are always talking about kind of like the new teen movie on Netflix, but generally it's like a lot of like, oh, look at this cringy scene. Can you believe that this is in a movie? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. I was very surprised to see a lot of tweets about Do Revenge being like, this is super fun. I'm having mm-hmm. a great time. Netflix really did a good job with this one. So we we're like, yep, let's watch for once a good teen movie on Netflix. It's been a while. <laughs> Um, so this is kind of like a black comedy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It is about Drea and Eleanor, who are high school seniors, played by Camila Mendez and Maya Hawk. And basically it starts Camila Mendez's boyfriend releases like a sex tape basically that she made for him. She is like ostracized at school. She was kind of the popular girl no longer. On the other side of things, Maya Hawk, uh, wants to get revenge on she uh, like came out to this girl she had a crush on. The girl like made everyone think she was a predator. So she wants revenge on her. Basically, long story short, they decide to swap revenge plots. So like Camila Mendez is going to get get revenge on Maya Hawk's uh, sort of ex-girlfriend person. And then Maya Hawk is going to get revenge on uh, the boyfriend who released the sex tape. All sorts of things occur. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a plot twist at the end. Should we tell them the plot twist? Do we have to talk uh, about it? Yeah, we should talk about it. Yeah. Skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to hear the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, There is a plot twist at the end. I'm assuming you've probably watched this or you're not going to watch this if you're listening to this. Basically, it turns out that 
Camila Mendez actually was the person that outed uh, Maya Hawke's character and made people think she was Predator. She had forgotten this this encounter. So basically, it's all like Maya Hawke is trying to get revenge on Camila Mendez mm-hmm. without her knowing this. It's very yeah. like Gone Girl situation mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. here at the end. And then they like end up like making amends, getting revenge on the boyfriend together and being, I don't know, friends again. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. It's it, there's a lot that happens in between, but that's <laughs> generally the plot. Sorry, that was kind of long and rambling. No, it but was it's a complicated good. movie. It, it is. is a complicated movie. I'm so happy that I didn't have to describe that. That was yeah, difficult. <laughs> yeah, um, that was good. So some highlights, their school uniforms mm. in this movie are not just school uniforms like you're picturing. They're so much fun. They're pastel. There's so many accessories. And <laughs> I would give them a 10 out of 10. Maya Hawk is in like a beret. There's a lot of, yep. I don't know, like uh, these weird jackets that is in like different materials and different colors. They're like pink, green, and purple um, plaid. Very cute. They're great. Yeah. Like very, like not futuristic, but like, and I'll talk, I guess I'll talk about this in a minute, but like you would never see this in a real school. Like no school has like pastel green and pastel purple. And those are exclusively the uniform colors. It was Mm -hmm. like almost like, I don't know, like black mirror alternate reality. Yes, totally. I don't know. Yes. And also I think it's a great Halloween costume this year. I feel like you could do that pretty easily, you know, prime timing on Netflix's part. Um, Truly already articles on like where you can grab this stuff. So that was good. And then the other thing, so I watched it, thought it, and then saw later an article. I just wanted to quickly shout out. Um, Laura Bassett wrote on Jezebel about this kind of, um, it's Netflix's Do Revenge is an instant teen dramedy classic. Basically what we're going to say and what she notes is that it pulls from a lot of very classic rom-coms, of the past. My favorite was they have this like paintball makeout scene, which originally was in 10 Things I Hate About You, mm-hmm. um, which I just love. Works every time. And it was yep. like very specific. It like immediately reminded me of that movie. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's this other scene where the hallway kind of erupts into madness because all of the different cliques realize that one person from each clique has hooked up with this guy, the one <laughs> same guy that released the sex tape. And so you have kind of these people busting out and it like cuts from group to group to group and is very mean girls-esque mm. when all the papers are flying and the gym teacher is like, oh my God, like <laughs> it's great. But yeah. I know you, you guys recognize other ones too. Yeah. It's like a very self-aware tribute to like yeah. the yeah. older totally. uh, rom-coms. Yeah. Introducing the school clicks is always a classic. Also from 10 Things I Hate About You and Mean Girls, Maya Hawk's character gets like an intro to the major clicks at the school but they're like updated in kind of a way that remind me of like 21 Jump Street where it's like, mm. oh, like the econ yeah. kid, like the environmental <laughs> kids are like suddenly cool and they're like, what is happening? Like why That's aren't funny. jocks like the main click? Uh, so the clicks that they identify in this movie are the Zodiac thoughts. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, like the spooky girls who are like doing like a little, uh, you know, I don't know, Witchy tarot magic. reading. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The horny theater kids, which is funny. They have like a Lin-Manuel Miranda joke in there. Uh, the farm kids who are like kind of the stoner, you know, environmental kids. And then Rose Hill's Royal Court, which is, of course, the popular kids. But I just lo- I always love how like movies update like the the yeah, popular kids. The as, hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. As that time is- goes on. That is good. That was a fun scene for sure. Um, I also there I know there were call outs to like clueless several times. She had like even the uniforms were kind of clueless with mm-hmm. like that yeah. iconic yellow. Um 
And the narration, too, I think you could say is probably clueless. Um, And then also there's like a scene where they do croquet. And I think that's like kind of Heather's, which Mm. is, again, like, you know, 80s, 90s. Yeah. And and like Mean Girls kind of thing, which I thought was interesting. And they did a good job with that. Um, Agreed. And then also just kind of going off of that as well. They cast Sarah Michelle Gellar as the principal and that I feel like kind of harkened back to her role in Cruel Intentions, which mm-hmm. they kind of do the same like revenge, like here we can do each other's stuff or I yeah. challenge you to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, great to see her because we haven't seen her in a long time. She, yeah. I thought she was really fun as the pr- principal. Yeah. So that was great. Um, And then overall, I really liked the cast diversity going on here. So mm. Yeah. They, they made it look easy, stuff. you know? There's some yeah, movies like did. this where it's like, ooh, we are so diverse and everyone is different <laughs> right. and everyone loves who they love. And it's yeah. like, okay, it doesn't like, they just made it look very easy and like natural and like this right. is yes. high school. Natural. And, also, yeah. it's a real who's who of like what, who is in like other teen stuff across Netflix yeah. and HBO. Like mm-hmm. I saw this thing where it like accredited like 10 of these like main high schoolers to other Netflix, HBO, like other streaming of shows. Course. So it's like not a synergy mm-hmm. you'll, there's like a couple people from Outer Banks which I can't believe I watched but um, <laughs> yeah you just like recognize them from other teen yeah, stuff definitely um, <laughs> what else Kate yeah we'll talk about the boyfriend uh, later on but some fun needle drops in here without feeling like too terribly dated there was a mm-hmm. really good one um, Camila Mendez is like says something about how peaking in high school is so cringe <laughs> and then mm-hmm. it cuts right to brutal by Olivia Rodrigo which is about you know how being a teenager is just brutal and mm-hmm. uh it's just like a really like upbeat kind of like metal song over the mm-hmm. credits, which I was like, that just really hit. Agreed. Um, little Silk Chiffon by Phoebe Bridgers and Muna in here as well while they're rollerblading, which is great. Nice. Another highlight, these side love interests are both just like really funky and hot and fun. Uh, I <laughs> totally. thought they were great. I, you know, you, I wasn't, honestly, like I said, it's like a long movie or like, I guess this is, this is the light I'm getting ahead of. We'll come back to it. But it takes a long time to set it up. And I was like, are there not love interests in this? Like, where is this going? Are they going to fall in love with each other? Is this movie super gay? Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they kind of like halfway through sort of introduced kind of like the end game side, mm-hmm. like guy and girl. And they're both just really fun. I was like, just great job. Like, I had never seen any of them in anything. I don't know if Liz, yeah. your your flow chart had any of that. But Good I was like. casting once again. Yeah. yeah. Just really fun. Great casting. And mm-hmm. Just did the job. I love that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also think they kind of switched it up uh, in terms of setting because I feel like usually with these teen movies, a lot of times they're in Los Angeles or like in New York and stuff. And they're like, we're going to Miami. And yeah, I was you're like, right. sure. Why not? Let's do it. Let's go to Miami. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it took me, I somehow missed that they were in Miami. And I was like, where is this? Because like yeah. I said, it's like very, you know, kind of like a funky world. Mm-hmm. And then fi- like midway through, I was like, oh, that's why it like wasn't quite right. Like quite what I was used yeah. to in terms of mm-hmm. LA. But yeah, overall highlight. I was just like very entertained by this movie. I thought it was like mm-hmm. very fun and written really well and acted really well. And it looked great. And it's not perfect, obviously. Like we'll get into the lowlights in a minute. Right. But probably... I thought, unless I'm missing something obvious, like the best Netflix teen movie since like To All the Boys. Wow, that's high praise. What's a better one? I couldn't think of anything better. I can't think of. I'm sure there's a couple of gems. There have to be some gems in the Are like there? five years, four years since then. But it's My been mind... some, some swings and misses in well, recent years. 
my mind is going to like Night Teeth, which was not a good movie. Terrible. Oh, I mean, we've watched God. a lot of the bad ones. That's the thing. We've watched a lot of the really popular yeah. Netflix yeah. Uh, There was one movies. movie. I think it was called The Half of It. That might have been on HBO. I don't remember. Oh, I liked that one. But it was a little more like indie. It wasn't the same like sure. splashy popular right, actors yeah. who are, In your you know face. what I mean? Totally. Yeah. So right. in terms of that, Netflix has tried a lot of these, like that Rumor Wilson movie we watched, which wasn't or, really for, not Rumor Wilson, all that. what's her name? Uh, yeah, Addison Rumor Ray? Wilson. Wait, what? Yeah, we watched the Addison Ray one. Yeah, there have been mm-hmm. some some misses here. So this I thought was really pretty great. Yeah, it was. I agree. I know. And I'm not, I don't mean to be like, I'm a film auteur because I'm obviously not. <laughs> like, I'm not, you go to the big go picture ahead. for that. Go ahead, Sean Fennessy, hit it. But <laughs> I thought this was like a really well-acted film. I and- thought so too. Right? And I like this. I thought the script was good, too. At first, I was like, oh, yikes. But then I was like, you know what? <laughs> no, this is actually legitimately solid. And this is good. And I uh, was wrong. Yeah. And it, uh, it started out quippy. And I was like, ooh. Right. Because it, yes. it's easy to go bad. Especially it, with, like, the scenes though. of, like, the adults talking to the kids. I was like, ooh, like, this is going to, this could be really awkward and right. cringe. But actually, like, I thought it really worked. Me too. And I think your quippy point is really good because it really did start as like, okay, this is definitely, someone wrote this in 2022, but <laughs> um, it was like a solid plot and everything, which I read somewhere that it's actually based on a Alfred Hitchcock film, Strangers on a Train, which is oh. a Patricia Highsmith novel. Yeah. So it was like, I love a good updated version yeah. of an older story. Sure. So, um, and then also, I also really, you know, I rarely approve of the whole, but I want to go to Yale, mommy, kind of <laughs> um, script. Because it's like, you know, we got that with, was like, not the all the, the boys. Other, one, the, other the other Noah Sentineo Noah Sentineo, movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're all like, I want to go to Stanford. It has to be an like, Ivy, an Ivy or nothing. Exactly. But yeah. they did that in this film and they did it in such like a perfect way that I was like, good job. It worked. Yeah, it works. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just to segue into lowlights, all of this said, I did think the last half hour went a little off the rails with the right. Gone Girl plot twist. I was like, okay, oh, so okay. Let's talk about it. Let's it, do it felt like a full movie with the two of them doing revenge on the other two people. Yeah. <laughs> and then I look and it wasn't, it was maybe 45 minutes where this big reveal came out. And then a lot happened after that. It was very packed. So I'm not going to say it was slow, but it was almost too much where she gets hit by a car. She goes right. to the hospital. They have a party. Then this other thing happened. There's a dinner that the two of them have. It's like, there's so yes. much after that where right. I understand a plot twist is not is not going to be the begin- like the whole point is that it right. fools you at the end but there was a l- big big chunk after where I was like oh god I have to sit back down and like this is not yeah. over you know right it, it was a little tonal shift too yes like the threatening nature and like suddenly we had all these shots of Maya Hawk like brooding in a bathtub it's like is <laughs> yes. she gonna kill someone like <laughs> yes. what has happened here yeah. and I just was like oh I think I'd like to go back to like the fun, wacky, like mm-hmm. comedy yes. of the first hour and a half, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't agree. love that. And it did feel really long. They set it up really long. The setup is good. And I think it helped in the long term. But like, we don't even meet Maya Hawk's character until like 20 minutes in almost like mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes. It starts with Camille Mendez and then you get Maya Hawk and then he goes, and then there's Sophie Turner's here for two seconds. And then yeah, it's like, right. You know, and Sophie and Turner was in the beginning too for like, te- you know, right. there was a whole mini plot yeah. then. I'm like, well, that could have mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Cut. There was a yeah. lot of like setting up, setting up, setting up, setting up. And was. then it was like, we finally were in the main yeah. movie. And then it was like, right. oh wait, there's another part of this movie that we have not even <laughs> mm-hmm. begun. 
And I know that that's how movies work, but I it was right. too long. We might be talking. <laughs> right. We might be describing story structure. Story and an arc, but a three act structure. Regardless, but- too long. <laughs> Too long. Yeah, not into it. We're anti three-act structure. Um, Like I've said multiple times already, I got ahead of myself. This almost feels like, I don't know if you guys have seen like Sex Education or Bridgerton or like these movies where, or these TV shows where it's like, feels like a different time or a different place. Yeah. It's like kind of like quirky alternate reality where people are wearing like more over the top versions of clothes that we wear or like acting in more over the top ways or like society just looks more beautiful than usual. And like, it feels like out of time a little bit and out of mm-hmm. place a place. little bit. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it, and I didn't dislike it. I thought it added like a fun visual element, but it was a little jarring like with the uniforms and with just like all this other stuff. I was like, I don't, I know it's set in 2022 because of the references. And like, I know right. that it's in Miami because I finally figured that out. But like, it, I don't know. There's like an alternate reality element of it where it's like, a little bit unrealistic well, purposefully. Yeah, totally. Well, even the whole like sharing the sex tape, it's like, isn't she underage? Like you guys, that's yeah. last yeah. time I checked, that's like child pornography and you're going to prison. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like the, I don't know, like the auditorium where they have the sign and like the signs behind them. I'm like, none of this, whatever happened, then that's fine. But like, it took me out of it a little bit where I was like, this yeah. is a little, almost too over the top. And I liked it because it was entertaining, but I also was like, it was jarring to me. Mm-hmm. Another low light for me. Again, I think this, like you said, it was very well acted, but something about Maya Hawk bugs me so much. She, something about her facial expressions when she mm. acts where she's like suddenly talking out of the side of her mouth and like <laughs> doing like all these like, like goofy me, like facial expressions really bugs me. I find her really <laughs> annoying. Uh, and also she's lying about her height on Google. There's no way she's 5'8". Oh, she- so she's 5'8". She's towering she's over every taller single than that, person right? in this yeah, movie. Okay. There's that's simply like a no solid way she's 5'10". Five five like, come on. Yeah. I, tall recognizes tall and yeah. she's 5'10 <laughs> at least. The gangliest person I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a maybe like a Maya Hawk anti. Uh, it's just in my blood. I can't help Got it. Sorry. So would you say she's not your favorite nepotism baby? She's not. She's low on my list of nepotism babies, but I'll, I'll keep you posted if that changes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You know, just on the casting note, I'm sorry. And this is a deep cut. So I'm going to need everyone to Google DJ Qualls. <laughs> okay, right now. Google him. On it. Because he looks so much like the <sighs> male lead in this, the Max character, that I just like, I couldn't. I'm like, no, this sorry. Guy. I'm not believing it. <sighs> he looks like DJ Qualls. And it's just like, How DJ Qualls do you is even like. even know this man, this poll? Out of I, it's stored deep within the recesses of my brain. It's it's bad. <laughs> but um, he was like in a couple of big movie or ish movies in like the early 2000s. And he mm. it's just like yeah. one of the movies was like called like the new guy. And he was like a nerdy guy. And then he became cool. But like he is just such a he looks like he could play Shaggy in like a live action <sighs> Scooby-Doo. Like it's mm. just like I'm not believing if you're. Heartthrob looks like DJ Qualls. I'm not <laughs> believing it. I'm sorry. So this is Austin Abrams, who I think Amelia has not seen Euphoria, but he's in Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And he plays with, ironically, a horny theater kid in Euphoria. Uh, but I, it is really funny to see him in like the popular kid role because in yeah. Euphoria, he's like the nerdy kid and like mm-hmm. goofy and yeah. like not cool. So it was sure. it was jarring for him to be like the king of the school. But... I did think it was like kind of another, like kind of like um, Dave Franco again in like 21 Jump Street where it's like, mm-hmm. 
you know, he's like, it's like a different type of cool kid these days. Like, but at least Dave Franco's like hot. Kids. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. This guy's just like not hot. I don't mean to be rude, but like, he's just not hot. I'm the sorry. In my tan opinion. is really tough. It's just also, all it's that's tough. Him out. I'm just like, um, you look like it was DJ a, It Pauls. was a big, it was a big swing for Austin Abrams here. It's a big role to fill. Yeah. 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 And it yeah. might've been a miss. It might've been a miss. Yeah. 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 They do a good job making fun of like, the woke uh, 2022 phenomenon in this movie. Right. Like in, not like a, you know, I say they're making fun of wokeness, like in like but, a self-aware way. Performative wokeness. Right. Yes. Thank you. They do a pretty good job at that because I, you know, it can get a little cringe, but mm-hmm. low light. There are several like, this is the problem with the patriarchy monologue. I'm coming out as really anti-feminism on this podcast <laughs> and I really didn't mean to going in. It's just another one where I'm like, we know, like we understand your sex Mm -hmm. tape. You shouldn't have been the victim. He should have been the victim. Like we understand that. And if we'd cut out a lot of like really laying that out, Mm -hmm. this movie could have been 10 minutes shorter. I'm like, we we understand that it's a problem (laughs) that you're the one that people are making fun of and it's not, and it's his fault. Like we, we know. Plus it's not the first movie to, yeah. Anyway. um, Also everyone was a bad person. And I, even there was one moment where the effing principal, Sarah Michelle Gellar <laughs> said something so rude and annoying to like Camila Mendez about something. And I was like, so just everyone's a dick in this. And I don't like any of you. Yeah. Um, which was a little tough. No one to really root for. Totally. Um, okay. Let's do MVP quickly. Kate. Uh, pick? We mentioned Previously, Sophie Turner is in this movie for literally two minutes. She was like really just a cameo, yeah. but she gave me everything. She came she was in. Awesome. She put on her best like Jake Gyllenhaal overacting shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where like she was like, this is a fun role for once. I'm not mm-hmm. dying in Game of Thrones in the middle of yeah. the frozen tundra trying to act to like a giant CGI green blob that they're going to turn into a wolf. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun with this. And mm-hmm. she did. She gets framed for cocaine. She's like a popular girl. She's in this like, I don't know, wellness retreat. She's like drawing like a mm-hmm. drawing of Camila Mendez with like, I don't know, a snake tongue and horns. I'm like, I don't know why you're here, she's but great. I'm glad that you are. Yeah. And I missed you. She's and so good. Now I want her to do like a real movie like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have liked her in the uh, Maya Hawk role? I don't know. I feel like Maya Hawk's ha- role has to be like a little bit goofier, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like kind of awkward. But mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I would love Sophie Turner in every role. I'm pro yeah. Sophie Turner. So mm-hmm. she could have yeah. done maybe Camille Mendez's role. I was going to say, that's my MVP. She yeah. should have a very She's long great. career as being a villainous yes. person. There's something about her beautiful, beautiful bone structure and face shape and her eyebrows where eyebrows. she does an incredible villain. When she eventually turns kind of like, I guess she wants revenge the whole time, but really like at the very end, a lot of these close-ups, so the structure of her face and her like stare I'm like oh my god she should be a villain in every movie yeah the eyebrows are all time I've never watched Riverdale so I like had never really seen her act in anything she's really good she she is she was fun yeah Yeah. Amelia totally I just want to say that I totally agree with about Cami Mendez. I think I was watching this and I was like she's a she's a star like she can carry a film which I think is is so rare these days yeah. and she yes. is just like I was captivated by her she's so funny too like she has great comedic timing she just she's incredible so cast her in more stuff she is amazing yeah. I Agreed. love her I Absolutely. also don't watch her uh, Riverdale so I you know I'm coming kind of unfamiliar and mm-hmm. I was just like taken by her yeah. anyway Agreed. Um, I would say the director slash writer of this Jennifer Caton Robinson who directed this 
and also co-wrote it with Celeste Ballard. Um, great job, ladies. Great yeah. job. It's not <laughs> no, easy. No, it's, we have, no, we have dragged so many of these kind of movies where we're like, adults don't talk like this. Uh, this is terrible. Netflix, stop trying to make this happen. And like, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. really did it. Oh, she also wrote Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, so oh, interesting. I that yet. Yeah, huh. I just watched it recently. Okay, anyway, we've got lightning round questions. Uh, we got three of them. First, <laughs> would you be a purple uniform girly, a green uniform girly, or a mix and match girly? Who wrote this? Me. <laughs> Listen, in this movie, they change. They switch outfits. It's very yeah, important. Like whether someone has a beret or like the little bow tie, like Maya Hawk's character like evolves from like a purple slouchy sweater vest and khakis mm. to like the green pleated jacket and skirt. And so I was like, listen, if we had to do this, obviously you have some choices within the spectrum of pastels here. What's mm-hmm. your move? What's the move? Personally, I'm warm toned. So neither of these <laughs> options are great for me. I don't look good in cool <laughs> colors. So I would have preferred something with a warm element. Uh, however, I think I would go green sweater vest and the skirt. Maybe the skirts were cute. Uh, and really and cute. I think the ties might be mandatory. So maybe I'd go with the regular tie. I don't really like the bow, uh, mm. but no beret. I don't need the extra height. Okay, sure. Amelia. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I, you know, I like the mix and match. Yeah. Why not? Ooh, get a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I yeah. agree with you, Kate. I'm so fair. I'm so pale that none of these colors would look all that good. But I would go purple because Talia Ryder, I was staring at the entire movie. She is the um, the sister of the bad guy and is also the love interest of Maya Hawk. And just, wow. She came out of nowhere. And did. she was, she really did. yeah, I was staring as well. She was great. Yeah. Okay, next lightning round question. What was the most 2022 like outfit or accessory? I think the most 2022 element, possibly this entire movie, was like the what they considered to be like what a popular guy looks like, in my opinion. Mm. He had the painted <laughs> Harry Style nails. He had the dangly earring. Oh my God. Here and yeah. there. Like he You're had so kind right. of the long floppy hair. Uh, which is like back in. Again, I think it's funny that he's like the dorky kid in Euphoria. But like mm-hmm. just the fact that they turn like him into like this is a popular kid. And also, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was really funny that they when he like cheats, the way they spin it is being like, oh, well, they're uh, ethically non-monogamous. They're poly. And people are like, oh, they're so progressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That was such a great plot twist also. Um, yeah, that was funny. But yeah, the painted nails plus the dangly earring, like being like the number one popular kid in school. I was like, this is 2022, like for yeah. sure. Agreed. Yeah, I just sent you guys, there's this other outfit of his where he has like a camera strapped to his yeah. waist and four buttons unbuttoned. Um, <laughs> I think the most 2022 fit is this insane thing that Maya Hawk wears. And it's, it's overalls, which are in, and that I'm also guilty of wearing, so I can't really talk. And it's matching. The pattern of the overalls is matching her ginormous bucket hat that she wears. <laughs> and it's floral, and it's really bright, and it just— couldn't it's also like otherworldly like is it 2022 i don't know right. but it's like alternative reality to match. this yeah. would be like the summer target line like in the junior <laughs> yeah. section where you're like no yeah. one's really wearing that but then like your cousin oh turns up in it at the barbecue yeah. right. and you're like right. oh yeah people like are we're doing that. that now okay yep. Yep. yeah 
Exactly. Got it. Uh, Got this it. isn't a fit, but I loved the detail that Camila Mendez's character had like this plastic cup that she takes everywhere mm. that had like flowers on it and it changed colors. It was like the J-Lo bedazzled cup. Just like, right. I feel like everyone always has, but like, it's, in high schools now, they always have the water bottles or the yeah, cups. Yeah, they do. Like, or it's like, you know, the brand Bando or whatever. Yeah. It's like a big Instagram Everyone has like, like cutesy stuff. Yeah. Right. Everyone has their like water bottles. Hydration yeah. is like in. I don't know. Yeah. But it is in. It's really in. Like sipping from her little Good. cup, like in the halls of the school. I was like, that is wildly accurate, actually. Yep. Yeah. Um, I said there's a girl um early on in this film and Allegra. She, Allegra, thank you. And she is rocking. She's one of the tarot girls. The Zodiac girlies, if you will. Yeah. And she, yeah. And she's rocking like these bat wing little sunglasses and she's got like a spider web little hat going on and everyone loves a spooky girly, you know? That's exactly. This is a really good call. You yeah. would see this spooky at like, season. Yes. You would see this at like a Phoebe Bridgers concert or like, <laughs> yes. you know, this yes. is, again, like you could buy all of this on Shein right now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They nailed it. They really did. They did. Um, they did. On that note, what was the most 2022 line slash reference in this movie? A lot of options. Uh, <laughs> a personal favorite, they were talking about, you know, hatching their revenge plot. And they go, I wish we could hire someone to take them down. And Camila Mendez goes, like a fucked up task rabbit? <laughs> Just, I'd hire task rabbits a lot because I live by myself <laughs> and I can't do things like move or move furniture by myself. Mm-hmm. So I thought that mm-hmm. was great. And then Maya Hawk has an emotional support bearded dragon that's oh named Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. So <laughs> that's just, just it. listen. I, I remember like probably this is probably going back like eight, eight or nine years ago because I'm old. But I remember being like, I want a cat named Christian Bale so I can be like, I'm hanging out with Christian Bale. <laughs> Same strategy. Embarrassing. Still it's yep. fucking yes. lame. Yeah, Jokes it's still embarrassing. In yep. too, Amelia. <laughs> You're fine. Um, I guess this is not 2022. There's a, a very throwaway comment. Shout out to Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> and again, not 2022, but then it leads to Maya Hawk calling her a frigid bitch, which I loved. <laughs> but the real 2022 line was they're talking about this lead guy that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And they call him the ultimate manic pixie dream boy. Max has a meticulously curated persona. And I feel like all of those words are yep. just so Exactly. Amelia, what do you have? Mine is a voiceover from Camila Mendez. <laughs> and she was, she's just, she's mixing a lot of genres here. She says, Looking back, it was a classic Icarus story. I flew too close to the sun, so my boyfriend leaked my sex tape. I was like, classic. Yeah, classic. It happens. So good. It happens, happens, you know? Oh, my God. Good movie. Good movie. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't tell you to watch it because we just ruined the whole thing. But, you know, if you listen to that and you're interested, watch it. Right, right. right. All right, last category, Tea Time's Unanswerable Questions. Kate, go ahead. Uh, Last week, former Ringer employee Sean Yu texted me, and he was like, Mm -hmm. Jodie Comer deleted all the pictures of Sandra O oh off of her Instagram. What is happening? Are they feuding? Oh. Now, fresh off the heels of Don't Worry Darling drama, when people were, you know, months ago were like, Florence Pugh hasn't posted about Olivia Wilde. You know, some people were like, meh, that's not anything. But we were like, we'll keep an eye on it. And look where we are now. So mm-hmm. when someone sent me a thing and was like, I'm noticing early, early possibility of a feud on Instagram please look into it. I was like, I'll look into it. So 
I've done some digging. Obviously, I'm very invested in this as a former Killing Eve fan, although the last few seasons were just atrocious and I don't want to talk about it. Um, Jodie Comer has, in fact, deleted many, if not all, of the pictures of Sandra Oh from her Instagram. I was like, first of all, is it possible to feud with Sandra Oh? She seems like the most delightful person of all time. I mean, please don't make me pick sides. Don't make me pick a mother in this fight. (laughs) Uh, I'll pick Sandra, but it'll be really hard for me personally. So I was looking on Twitter. People have noticed. People are speculating Mm. what it could be. My favorite theory is that they are not feuding. Uh, This seems to be the leading theory that Jodie Comer is going to be pulled into the MCU, possibly for Fantastic Four. And Marvel is like cleaning up her Instagram, deleting some of the like, maybe like more like gay stuff. (laughs) I don't know if I buy that part of it. I think maybe just like cleaning stuff up in general. Um, And so she deleted them ahead of being announced as part of the MCU. Now we know that Marvel loves to get in people's little Instagrams. They love to get involved in the social media. Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. actually does seem possible to me. Uh, Wow. But I'm searching desperately for an explanation that's not their feuding. They're fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Because that would make me very sad. Has there been any threads of that in the past, Kate? Have there been any reports about? I don't think they were besties. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, they never seem the type to like hang out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, you know, I I would, I would believe it, honestly. Um, But it seems, it also seems like people would have learned from Don't Worry Darling to like, yeah either not do this kind of thing or do it on purpose and like drum up some gossip. So this feels purposeful in some way. I just don't know how, but damn, your unanswerable question, just to be clear is what is a foot? Are they feuding and and what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. And why, why did these pictures disappear? And do I have to choose one or the other? Uh, Cause I don't don't want to. So I'm keeping an eye on it. And if she gets announced as being part of Marvel, then I will consider that my answer. But uh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned okay, for good. my faves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Amelia? sorry. What's Amelia, question? this is great. This is so important. Thank you. Um, well, <laughs> you know, blonde is afoot. I, I don't really know exactly when it's going to get released, but obviously sometime within the next couple of months. I mm-hmm. think actually maybe pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, and Ana de Armas. Oh, sorry. September 28th is its premiere on Netflix. Oh, oh um, yeah. Yeah, very soon. So um, Ana de Armas has been, you know, she's making the rounds because she plays uh, Marilyn Monroe in this kind of biopic, but not really fully. It's interesting. Anyway, she has been saying, you know, we we got visited by Marilyn Monroe's ghost on set and she approved it and whatnot. And listen, as someone who has also encountered Marilyn Monroe's ghost within the last six months, she's she's a very nice ghost. She's very forgiving. She's um, busy. She's a busy... <laughs> I was talking to my friend about it and she was like, Marilyn Monroe's ghost is booked and busy. Good for her girl boss. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, I, I don't remember how many episodes ago we talked about... This is probably like back in June or something. But again, I was visited by Marilyn Monroe's ghost. I stand by that. <laughs> She was actually very nice and um, was very uh, kind to me. A benevolent spirit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> through all the shit that she's been through in her life, you know, when she was alive, I just, we stand a uh, thoughtful ghost. Yeah, she chose uh, forgiveness. Yeah. She yeah. chose forgiveness. And Anna <laughs> seems to have the same things to say, right? Apparently she visited her grave and asked for right. permission. And I don't know how permission was given. She was iffy on those <laughs> details. 
people on Twitter she were like, was. was she like, say something if you don't want me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Did she do the, what was the the Demi Lovato Kesha thing where they're like, right. do this. And yeah. then the ghost or whatever did that or something. Yeah, it might have yeah, been I that. I don't know. I don't know. But um, anyway, I was just wondering, because sh- I don't want to call Ana de Armas a liar by any means because I don't think right. she is. But also, you know, this is a multi, multi-million dollar movie. This and is also, a bit, it's contentious. It's Some people super are contentious. Like, it does like, not do good things yeah, to the... It doesn't, the New know. Yorker called it recently just uh, blonde is the passion of the Christ for Marilyn Monroe. That's Ooh. not... I don't oh. think that's a nice... <laughs> yeah, people are like very exploitative and like not... Exactly. Not great. So, so calls into question of like, would she approve? Would she approve? Exactly. Is Ana de Armas maybe fibbing a little bit? I don't know. I mean, again, there an Oscar is essentially on the line for her. So <laughs> um, I'm asking people, do you think I should? Because last time I slept in my basement and that's why I conjured the spirit of Marilyn Monroe. Uh-huh. Do you think I should try to sleep in my basement again to conjure the spirit of Marilyn Monroe to ask her her thoughts on Ana de Armas' performance in Blonde? I think you have to. I think- yes. For the okay. spirit of science and journalistic integrity, uh, it, you owe it to yourself and to our listeners to follow up. Amelia, you have to do it quick, though. This movie's coming out <laughs> in know. only a couple days. Okay, I'll do it soon. I'll do Get it soon. Get down there ASAP. Now, do you do it before or after you watch it? That's a Are you going to watch question. it? You're probably not. You don't want to watch it. Oh, I Maybe you did. should ask. Oh, you are. Oh, wow. Maybe you should ask her, one, if she approves, and two, if you should watch it. Okay, so oh, I'm yeah, putting my life at risk twice here. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> you can ask at the same time. So, no, don't okay. just say encounter. she's a friendly ghost. No, she she is. She's nice. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was. I apologize. I'm sorry. Don't. Yeah, don't say anything. You can apologize when you see her. Don't worry about <laughs> okay. it. Yeah, Please but yeah, you ha- you do have to do this in some. Okay, I will. I will. I will. Yeah. Maybe and by next yeah. week. Yeah, that's put you on a time crunch. Okay. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kit Howell, and I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.